In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Friends, a new calendar year has begun, and from a cultural standpoint, Christmas is over. Many of us are emotionally and physically spent from gatherings with friends and family that perhaps were filled with joy and wonder and goodness, and maybe perhaps filled with pain and confusion and sadness. But now it's time to get back to work, back to school, take down the decorations, recycle the tree, pay the credit card bills, maybe try to implement some New Year's resolutions. But Christmas isn't over, actually. Christmas is a 12-day celebration that begins on Christmas Day and goes all the way to the Feast of Epiphany on January 6th, which uh, when we bless our homes with chalk, I'll say more about that at the end of the service. So today, friends, we gather to continue celebrating Christmas. That's why we sang, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, why we'll sing more Christmas hymns uh, during communion. We gather to continue celebrating Christmas, the season of fulfillment and joy that follows the Advent season of longing and hope. In our texts that uh, we heard today, I think they shake us, they help to shake free our imagination from all the ways that mammon tries to constrict our vision of Christmas into this little blip of consumption in the midst of the grind of relentless production. Our texts remind us that there's something to tend to here. And they invite us today to dwell just a bit longer on the wonder of the incarnation. The Word became flesh and lived among us. The good news we proclaim today is this, that Christmas reveals that God is not content to save us from a distance. In the body of Jesus, God saves us by drawing near to us and irrevocably joining with us, becoming human just as we are, restoring and healing our humanity from the inside out through the glorious presence of Jesus, the Word made flesh full of grace and truth. Beloved, will you consent to the joy of Christmas today? In the beginning starts the Gospel of John. This is nothing less than a rewriting of Genesis, kind of using some Greek Gentile categories. Uh, The word, we could go into that, but we won't. Uh, But it places the word with God from all eternity, not created by God, but as God creating all things. As we just affirmed in the Nicene Creed, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. And John proclaims that through this word, life, it says, has come into being, which means that life has become tangible to us through the word. God's life. has become tangible to us. And that life, the life of God, the the life that God has within God's self is the light of all people. This unassailable and invincible light that shines in the darkness and that the darkness cannot overcome. How? How does this word do this? How does this word bring the life and the light of God to us? Well, here's the thing nobody saw coming. This word, through whom all things were created, who lives in, un, in whom lives uncreated light and life, this eternal word who is God, became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. God becomes what God loves. 
God takes on our corrupted humanity and permeates now our diseased flesh with life and light. This is the astonishing way that God fulfilled Jeremiah's prophetic words, that God would gather the exiled people from the places that they'd been scattered, forgiving them, consoling them, providing for them, caring for them, and the people weeping, returning home, dancing and rejoicing and making merry, their mourning turned to joy, their sorrow turned to gladness. Because in the, this is the way that, that God fulfills these promises, is through the body of Jesus. God now shares in every human experience. This is what the incarnation means. God shares in all human suffering. God shares in every human agony of every kind. God shares in it all. All of it is gathered up in God's presence because of the incarnation. It's seen, it's felt, it's known, it's understood from the inside. God bears our pain with us, and God celebrates our joys with us as one of us. God is now permanently embedded in our human experience. We can't get away from God. God's transcendent presence now through the incarnation permeates all human flesh. We go through nothing without God. There is no darkness or pain which God is not intimately engaged and acquainted, past, present, or future. Christmas reveals that God is not content to save us from a distance, beloved. In the body of Jesus, God saves us by drawing near to us and joining irrevocably with us, becoming human just as we are, healing and restoring our humanity from the inside out through the glorious presence of Jesus, the Word made flesh full of grace and truth. This is a joy-filled proclamation. Friends, will you consent to the joy of Christmas today? We could preach for hours on the prologue of John. One, of the, one more aspect that I want to highlight before we close is that John proclaims that in the incarnation of Jesus, it means that we who have received him are reborn as beloved children of God radically, and this is what that means, that's not just a slip of paper that exists somewhere in heaven that we can claim. It's an organic and radical reality to be born of God. We've been reborn of the very life of God. And so this means, friends, that we're connected now and forever to each other, to God, to every human being, to all of creation. The incarnation isn't just something that happened once in the body of Jesus. Through the incarnation of Jesus, the divine nature has touched and sanctified and healed all flesh, all things. Because of the intimate union of Christ's divine and human nature, and because of his exaltation, the exaltation of his humanity into divinity, it means, friends, that Jesus is more intimately present to us than he was with his disciples and even his own mother. Because Christ has ascended to fill all things. That's us. God is with us. Jesus' presence with us is the source of the every spiritual blessing that Paul proclaims the Ephesians have access to in Christ. Holiness, adoption, forgiveness, redemption, restoration, all of these things that Paul mentions, they aren't these individual salvation products for people to consume. Oh, I'll take some holiness. I'll take some of that. No, they're just natural, the natural result of Jesus being present. It's just what happens when Jesus walks into a room. Salvation, healing, restoration, all of it, all of it is ours. 
every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places because Christ has ascended to fill all things and Christ has merged divinity with humanity. Friends, that's us. We are caught up in the incarnation. We are caught up in the presence of Christ on the earth. We share in the incarnation as we prayed in our collect of the day. Grant that we may share the divine life of him who humbled himself to share our humanity. So, friends, we partake through the incarnation of the light and life originally given in creation. Jesus is present to us without restriction or limitation or hindrance of any kind. In every circumstance, no matter how painful or difficult, the goodness of God's heart is flowing toward us in ways exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think or even dare to imagine. This presence of Christ with us is our salvation. The incarnation is salvation. God has come to be with us. Friends, Christmas reveals that God is not content to save us from a distance. In the incarnation, God saves us by drawing near to us and irrevocably joining with us, becoming human just as we are, healing and restoring our humanity from the inside out through the glorious presence of Jesus, the Word made flesh full of grace and truth. Church, because of the incarnation of Jesus, we're reborn as beloved children of God, radically connected now and forever to each other and to God and to all creation and to every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So church, rejoice and dance and be merry. For Jesus is intimately bodily present to us at all times and in all places, constantly sharing the very life of God with us, renewing us from the inside out. Beloved, will you consent to the joy of Christmas today? Salvation is here and it is ours. Christ is present. So let us do this together uh, this year and today. Let's consent to the joy of Christmas by learning to perceive and walk in the spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ. Why not? Learn how to pay closer attention this year through silence and through prayer. Friends, let us consent to the joy of Christmas this year by confronting injustice and evil, not with desperate, anxious flailing, but with confident joy. Because we know that because of the resurrection of Jesus, freedom is coming, and we shall not be overcome. Confident joy, the joy that we receive at Christmas, it's not the... It's not, it's not the denial of hardship. It's not the denial. It's not the same thing as naive optimism. It does not require denial of what's wrong or evil or missing. We can name and be present to injustice and sin, both within and without, and to suffering. And we can be present to joy, rooted in the presence of Jesus with us in those things. Two examples of this that I think we can look to. Uh, one is the, uh, the late biz, uh, Bishop, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He died last Sunday. Uh, and Cornell West is another one that I think of. Um, these are people I want to be like when I grow up in faith. Because they never, these people never shy away from speaking prophetically, very real. They speak very prophetically, very plainly about injustice and sin. And they are also filled with unassailable inexpressible, contagious joy in the Holy Ghost. I want to be like that when I grow up. Let's learn from them. Let's follow suit. 
And finally, friends, let us consent to the joy of Christmas today by opening our hands to receive the body and blood of Jesus in the Eucharist today and every Sunday. Why not this year organize your life around receiving the Eucharist where Christ has promised to be present? Beloved, though outwardly we feel like and sometimes look like we are wasting away, we're exhausted from a global pandemic that's gone on far longer than any of us thought. We're wrestling with injustice and with sin within and without. But friends, inwardly, we're being renewed day by day, constantly, by the glorious bodily presence of Jesus, the Word made flesh, full of grace and truth. In every moment, we are being caught up in more spiritual blessings than we could ever know what to do with. Grace upon grace upon grace, radically connected now and forever to each other and to God and to all creation. Open your eyes to see it today. Open your hands to receive it today. Rejoice and dance and be merry this Christmas tide. For God is with us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.